Hey guys, Brutal Bob here. Please just give a listen to my sponsors and support them as they make this podcast possible. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey guys, as a wrestler in free spirit, I've always had trouble saving money. That is until I found Digit. Try the all-in-one money app that budgets, saves, and invests for you. Digit helps you reach financial freedom by doing smart things with your money every day. On a mission to make financial health effortless, Digit designed a smart bank account that constantly guides your money in the right direction. Digit plans for today, tomorrow, and way, way later by making spending, bills, savings, and investments all work together. Digit saves a little every day, so you don't have to. Savings that have money that's set aside for all your goals. And you can add as many as you want. They've helped members save over $7 billion since 2015. I myself have saved almost $5,000 in savings and investing with Digit. To get a free $5 to start, go to ICan'tSaveMoney.com and sign up. That's ICan'tSaveMoney.com and start saving and investing with Digit today. Thank you, Digit. You've been a godsend. We did it. What's going on, man? I'm figuring it out. Right? It's not easy. Yeah. How you doing? I'm great, man. How, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. We were just uh, just seeing a bunch of friends on here. Good people ready to uh, figure out, watch you and me catch up and uh, check in. And then uh, hopefully we'll, uh, you know, give, give these people some nuggets of inform- information and, uh, you know, kind of do yeah. the deal. So, Sounds good, brother. Yeah. So how you been? What's uh, I know you started doing your virtual boot camp stuff and I put the information in the description and uh, it's uh, how's that going? I know you have some really you had some nice people give you some good uh, feedback on that. So how's that been going? Yeah, it's been going actually pretty good. You know, I uh, try to tweet it out as much as I can. Yep. You know, uh, not every day, but like every every other day and uh, getting pretty good responses. I got a lot of people from England actually inquiring. Oh, wow. OK. So I think that's really cool, you know, um, and very, uh, very receptive and stuff. Uh, you know, I thought my responses have been very positive and everything like that. And uh, mm-hmm. I really try to, you know, um, I take it seriously. You know, I really try to watch the match. I usually watch the match back three times, usually. Once I mm. just watch the match the first time. And then the second time, I'll uh, take notes. And then the third time, I'll get on my laptop and actually write the report and everything. But I really try to do a very in-depth description um of the match and uh you know point out all the little things you know little things that they could be doing you know improve on um you know the facial expressions the footwork the body language the storytelling the character the personality um you know really i don't really touch on the moves too much you know but mostly Mm -hmm. just like psychological aspect and stuff like that so um yeah it's been a lot of fun you know i really enjoy it and um i hope that they get a lot out of it you know i'm I know I even learned when I do it too. So, you know, um, never content. It's always, always striving to get better. Now what's the, what's the, and I have my, I have my opinions on this, but I'm going to, you're the guest. What's the, uh, what's the biggest mistake or the biggest bad habit you're seeing when you're, you're out there, you're in the Indies, you're watching this stuff and all of it. And I'm sure it's, everybody kind of copies each other, right? Cause it's a small world now with the, with, with the internet and, and all the, all the streaming. So what's the biggest bad habit or the biggest mistake you're seeing? The biggest bad habit, the biggest mistake. Um, I would have to say, uh, that's a good question, man. That's a really good question. Um, I think a lot of it's the same formula, mm-hmm. you know, always nine times out of 10, you're going to see a shine. Uh, I mean, I can almost like call the spots as they happen before they happen. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you'll, you'll see a shine, you'll see a heat spot, you'll see the heat, you know, you'll see a couple hope spots, you'll see a double down in every match. Of course. And then you'll get your, your comeback. You have to have your false finishes and then you have your finish, you know, but very rarely do I think people think outside the box as far as like structure goes, mm-hmm. it's concerned. Like me and you were wrestling, Bob, and um, I was winning. I'm going to do everything I can to make you, you know, and, and uh, give you most of the match because I'm going over. And that's what they're going to remember in the end and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? If you're going over, um, 
just reverse the rules. The more you can make me, you know, the more heat you'll have on the finish and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, that's one thing. Another thing that I see, and this is just, it might be a little thing, it might not be, but heels, they cut their baby faces off so soon when they fight back yep. a lot. And they forget what happens to them prior. So if I have you to hold and you give me three elbows and I shut you back down, you know, I almost forgot that I took those three elbows and yep. I can take my heat on you. I'm not, you know, um, I'm not selling what you're doing to me and registering what you're doing to me. I think uh, and, that's, and that could be a little thing, you know, that's, I think takes experience to recognize and stuff like that. Sure. Like if you give me a big chop, you know what I mean? And, and you go for a drop kick and I move out of the way, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take a second and be like, man, freaking got me you know yeah uh, but what i'm doing is i'm putting you over is what right. i'm doing i'm also letting you sell by doing that and now you give me a reason to now change gears on you and you know it's you keep it going that way and stuff like that um another bad habit i think is that there's a lack of work and holds i think yep. a lot of them sitting down you know with a chin lock you know and just you know kind of staying with it not really you know cranking it moving around and uh you know, just uh, that body language, you know, showing those facial expressions and just making the hold look believable. I think there's just a lot of uh, quote unquote, which I don't like to use the term rest hold, but that's kind of what they're doing. They're just kind of sitting there catching their breath, you know, but I like to hear your, your, your thoughts. John. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if you agree with what I'm saying or not, but I, I like to hear some, some of your stuff too, you know? Of course I agree. And, and also if you guys are getting something out of this, don't be afraid. I'm splitting my stars with, uh, Mr. Mondo today. So send us some stars along. I know it's kind of a new thing, but it's a good way to support us and, uh, you know, send along a little something, something. So each star is worth a penny. So if you think we're worth 50 pennies, then throw us 50 stars, things like that. And it all adds up. And then I'll split it with Mike and maybe we can split a can of Diet Coke the next time we see each other. Cause, uh, <laughs> Love it. Love you know, it. <laughs> maybe we'll have, maybe I'll have my, uh, uh, I know I'm going to see Chris Silvio. He says hello, by the way, I'm going to have Chris on soon. Um, I'm going to see Silvio uh, in December. And he said, oh, maybe I'll meet up with you and we can have your decade. You can have your once a decade beer that you had with, because uh, I think the last time I had a, a beer was with you guys at the, yeah, at the at, in OVW. In Louisville, Kentucky. Yep. And that yeah, was probably that was about two, 2012. <laughs> so there you go. So, um, but yeah, throw us some stars if you want. I'm splitting them with Mike today. Uh, every little bit helps. But yeah, Mike, I, I completely agree. Um, with everything you said, it, it's, those are the very much the, the, the comments I see. And it's so funny because if you watch a match, a very high level match, even let's say a Ted DiBiase versus Coco Beware from back in the day. And you know, Ted's going to win clean because Ted's a top guy and Coco's kind of a second or third match guy, opening match guy. And that's, but remember Vince's deal was every star, every, per, every wrestler on the show is a superstar. So Ted would give Coco Beware 60% of the match and, mm -hmm. you know, dance him through a match. And then Coco would just lose clean at the end because Ted's the better wrestler, but Coco had a good, had a good night. And that's just one example, but yeah. And sitting in holds, I remember I wrestled, uh, Brian Walsh was his name and, and man, I really wish there was more Brian Walsh footage. He was just a journeyman guy who kicked around New England, would go to England, has no name value, but man, what he taught me so much. And he would grab me in a chin lock and what he would do is when he would put me in a chin lock as a heel, I'd be selling. And then he'd just lay me right down and go for a pin, make me kick out or I'm going to lose. And then when I kicked out, I would just kick out right back and sit right back into the chin lock. And it was kind of interesting. I've tried doing it and I'm not that good at it. But when yeah. I do it, people go, oh, that's clever. And I'm like, all I'm doing is laying down with the guy. And that's yeah. the thing. Like you do something. Th there's an old saying, if you do something 10, 15% different, you look 100% original. And I think that's where we're where we're uh because i think when we and i think you and you've you've run into this and i know you're the you're the new trainer at uh nwa nywc as well is yes. that it okay mm -hmm. great yeah just started there a couple weeks ago yeah awesome so you're gonna if you haven't run into this you're gonna run into this but when you say mix it up or change it i think people get really scared with that and they say well because it's not always going to work the first time and it's not mm -hmm. always going to be like I always called you the chair kicker guy when I was watching you because you do something cool and clever and small. And I'm a big fan of doing the little things, the clever stuff. And I get sometimes complimented for this too, not as much as you, but I get as much where you do this like cool little thing and it makes you look completely different in the match because you did one or two cool things. Bob Orton was always awesome at this. 
Mm -hmm. um, he's the he's the he's the guy I point to the most, Bob, Cowboy Bob Orton, for doing just unusual stuff. Or he just he one day he just invented the RKO in 1986, just and just started doing it in every match. Like I have footage mm -hmm. of it, him doing it to Lanny Poffo, him doing it at a house show in Boston Garden, just on the fly. Like and he and he was a big guy. Bob Orton's taller than I am. He's like six three, six four. He's a big dude. Oh, yeah. And he would he would do he'd take all kinds of crazy bumps. He'd you know, and, and he was just so inventive. And there were so many guys like Chris Canyon and these guys. Yeah, sure, they get and, and they should they should get credit for their inventiveness, but it's not always about big inventiveness. It's always about little how we you know, selling differently. Or maybe you you do a really long and, and I learned this from you and a lot of the OVW guys, because you guys are uh, derived right from Rip Rogers, and I know Rip's a big fan of this, is the escalation of the false hopes, where the, maybe the first false hope is a little one, and then it kind of extends, and it, it, it goes a little longer and a little longer. Mm -hmm. So then the comeback actually makes sense, because, you know, if you do a little 15-second, just, just to try to quantify it, if you do a 15-second comeback, you know, a little false hope spot in the beginning, then you do like a 30 or 45 second false comeback, false hope spot a little later on. And then the last one, maybe because wrestling's in rules and threes and we'll just kind of fall into the cliche today where you, mm -hmm. the third one is longer, but then finally you cut them off. But now the heel has to go home. And now that's where we start running the comeback because the heel is now off his game. I don't think people, and, and you were the one that taught me this too, or at least you clarified it for me, crystallized it for me. You always said, what's the money of the match? What's the story of the match? What are we trying to accomplish here? And even though I would do that sometimes just through experience, when I met you, you know, I met Mike Mondo when I knew everything, right? So I met Mike when I was, you know, probably 18 years in, 17, 18 years in. We have to know each other. I think I shook the hand a couple times at shows. But and then you said that one day, you said, what's the money of the match? What are we trying to accomplish here? And I said, oh, shoot, you can just kind of quantify this. Like You can just sit down and talk about this like what are we trying to accomplish and that has really turned around the way i call matches and the way i because i've been able to really up my game as far as calling other people stuff that way too and i think yes. that's can you talk more about that because i use that a lot in my seminars and i do credit you but <laughs> i'm mm. it's uh i know that's one of the things that uh oh, thank you for the stars guys look mike see we're already cashing in already see, we're getting that diet coke baby we're killing it. We we almost got enough for two now. So hell yeah, every you. little bit every little bit counts. We're grateful. I'm not teasing you guys. Thank you. Um, but yeah. so what's so what's your opinion? Where are, so tell talk more about the money of the match. Like what do we? Who taught you that? Was that something that you just picked up on your own? Was that something that somebody clarified for you, like you did for me? How, what, how did you come up with that? No man, actually that was something that was really inbred to me by Al Snow. Al Snow really uh, perfect. Shout out to shout out to Coach Al Snow. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. Yep, that's okay. I thought you were just showing off your T-shirt. That's all. You like that? Yeah. Oh man. Now that was something that was really embedded to my brain with Al Snow because you know, like when he first started taking over at OVW, right? And uh, a lot of us were having the same matches. It was always this typical formula: the shine, the heat, the comeback, and the finish. You which know? he which he hates. He hates those terms. He hates. He hates those terms. Yeah. He hates everything about that. Yeah. So, guys, if you go to OVW, don't say those. Those are like bad words there. So be careful. Bad words. Yeah. Don't say yeah. that. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, we, um, we, 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 they paid for the, they paid for themselves just with that advice, right? How to not get heat right. without snow. There's a hundred other ways to get heat without, but that's one. Love of them. the snowman. We gotta have him yeah. on one day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when every single, every time a match doesn't always have to be um, that same formula. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, as long as you're getting what you need to get accomplished, uh, the the business, the money of the match, you know, uh, that's what you want to strive for going forward. Um, sometimes, you know, you don't need to have 10 minutes and tear the house down. You know, sometimes it could just be like having a three or five minute match, you know what I mean? But you're accomplishing the same goal. Less is more, you know what I'm saying, than having to pull all that time mm -hmm. and just kind of wrestle just for the sake of wrestling. Right. You know? Um, but yeah, like... Um, I'd just tell you a quick story, like right off the bat, was I was on SmackDown one time, and um, you know we had seven minutes, uh, yep. and uh, we got to gorilla position, and all of a sudden Vince goes, "Okay, you guys got three minutes now. Um, we're over on time, and your entrance is cut. You know, go, go, go." And um, I remember my opponents, their faces, they kind of just turned ghost for a second. <laughs> what happened? We do. I was like, "It's all right, guys. Relax. You know, what's the business here? What are we, we going to accomplish? You know, what I mean, so we trim the fat." 
you know, and we went out there and we came back and we got a standing ovation, most likely because we had our time and kind of saved the show going forward. <laughs> but, um, but the thing is, we still got over what we needed to get over. And that was, we needed to get the American Alpha. That's, that's what they were. Um, you know, we had to get the. Oh, so this is, this is, this is a lot. This isn't your first run. This is your no, second run. Second run, 2016. Got it. Yeah. But um, we had to get them over. We had to get them over strong, you know, and we still accomplished and we still um, got the same business over that we needed to get over um, with just little, little as time as possible. But if I didn't have that philosophy, if I wasn't taught that, then, you know, I might have just, I might have went out there and in three minutes, try to get a quick shine, try to get a quick heat, try to get a quick comeback, get a fin, you know, um, and it would have been useless. And we probably wouldn't have got them over as much as, you know, uh, as strong as we you know, hope to if we, if we did it that way. But yeah, you just have to recognize, you know, uh, what it is you want to get accomplished. Is it, is, is the goal to get heat on a heel? Is it to get a baby face over? Sometimes it is just to have a good match, you know, first match on the card, go out there, have a good match, you know, and, and that's, that's the whole business, get the show up, get the people going. Um, but it, it all just, uh, you know, that's something you got to figure out. It usually comes with experience right? because you'll go up there and especially in WWE and they'll, they won't tell you that you have to know that and be over prepared through, through your past experiences. You know, they'll just, they'll just tell you, you've got six minutes, baby face over, you know, and it's like, okay, mm -hmm. but um, you know, if, if I'm the guy that's going to push, you know what I mean? I got to know, hey, is this match for me? You know, and you know, is is or is this match for me to get somebody else over, you know? And, uh, you know, a lot of times, like, you're just not taught that. And uh, you have to, like, learn that through experience and stuff like that. But you need someone to actually take you through it, you know? But I think that changes the whole philosophy, the whole aspect of professional wrestling, you know? Um, and it, and it makes, your, it makes your, your match different, too. You know, you're not going to have the same cliche matches as everybody else, um, you know? Um, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, pretty much it, you know. It's well, just... I remember uh, two guys named uh, Mike Mondo and Matt Taven that went out and took advantage <laughs> of the four minutes they had at TV and both got them got themselves jobs. Um, yeah, tell that tell that story because that's actually, and I remember you saying, and we I think you know the statute of limitations is over on that one now. I think it's been ten years or whatnot, but. I remember you said to me, you gave me a wink and you said, watch this. We're breaking every rule. Pretty much you and I are, <laughs> you and I are uh, in fans of, uh, in favor of, because uh, we're out, we're both going to get jobs tonight. And I said, okay, you know, and, and some, but playing within the rules is kind of something that proves the exception. So let's talk about that day where you just, you guys went, you know, nuts out and really just, it just did everything you could to get, to get a job. You know, tell me, tell me, tell me yeah. that story. I remember yeah. it was in Maryland. I love to. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. I was actually just uh, talking to somebody. I was like, I want to get that match on tape because it's such a special match. It's to me, it's a very special match. Right. You know, because you took two guys that were not over. You know, with the people, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and fed up. Both yeah. of you were fed up because you had exactly been kicking but, around for a while there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but sometimes, and I, you know, I, I tell people this that too. Is sometimes you got to take chances. Yep. You know, sometimes you just and um, it's either going to go one way or it's going to go the other way. And, and that day, we took a chance. Mm -hmm. uh, I pulled Matt Taven aside because I had this idea, you know, that I wanted to do. And um, I was like, "Hey, man, you know, we have to take a little risk here, you know. And it's either they're going to love it or they're going to hate it. There's going to be no in between, you know. And uh, didn't smart anybody up, you know. But I had this idea of. Uh, you know, kind of hurting my leg or something like that. Yep. And kind of, uh, you know, taking people out of the element a little bit, you know, and uh, we had six or seven minutes, six minutes or something like that. But I was just like, it's going to be different, you know? And um, like I said, they're either going to love it or they're going to hate it. And um, we went out there and, uh, you know, we, um, we did the little spot where I hurt my leg. And uh, when you do something like that, you got to let it sit for a while. You got to make people feel uncomfortable, you know? Right. Except, if you if you if you kind of blow the gasket too soon, then, yeah, that's just the work, you know. Okay, you know. But mm -hmm. once you get a little uncomfortable, you know, yep. it's like okay, well, maybe now there's a question: Is he hurt? Is he not hurt? You right. know, and uh, you know, and um, I remember when I finally came to and blow blew the gasket, you know, and <laughs> started throwing them all over the uh, the Dewburns Arena barricade at the barricade, you know, and uh, that was my favorite was, part when you just kept smashing them into the barricade. Yeah, <laughs> you know. 
but um, but we we made the most out of those six minutes. And you know, in the and the actual physicality part of it was probably maybe two and a half minutes. Right. Exactly. Because a lot of it was just me selling the leg. You right. Know? And um, but it worked. In it, 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 it got him over. Um, you know, I remember Jim Cornette coming back. We finally got the stink off the, the spirit squad stink off Mondo, you know, and because <laughs> finally after that, I was, I was perceived differently from the ROH audience. Yep. You know, it wasn't just a cheerleader guy. I was like, okay, this guy maybe knows a thing or two and it's kind of clever. And uh, maybe, maybe uh, he does have a little bit of talent after all, you know, but it was a match that made Matt. And I think his career only grew and prospered from that moment on. And I really made him, you know, I thought, mm -hmm. and uh, very happy. Like, that makes me feel good, you know. And it also took my career to the next level, you know, there, yep. a little bit too. Um, but it was one of those things where uh, it was a cold match, you know. I mean, we had a little, it was a little issue, I think, you know, you know, but it was mostly, you know, they seen everything that night. But I'll be, but I'll be honest with you, in the arena, it was, what, the third or fourth TV taping, and those are really those were really long days. They're long days. And the and people, people were not out. the people were yeah. not interested in seeing either one of you. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's why I was so excited to watch it because I was like, all right, well, and like like I said, I you know whoever was with me at the time, Congo or you know any of my buddies, I said, this is I and you hadn't even said this to me, but I said this is either going to go very well or very poorly, and yeah. you know, and I said, well, you can't get any more unhired than you are now. I mean, I guess they could ask you to go home, but I yeah. mean, aside from that. I mean, what else can you do? Yeah, if, if we would have went out there and just wrestled, they wouldn't have gave a, a, a flying, yep. you know. a flying they, Dutchman. They <laughs> they would, yeah, they wouldn't have cared whatsoever. But yep. you know what? This was something I was just like, you know, this is going to be something it's something different. It's something they haven't seen throughout the whole show, you know. Um, but I was like, you just got to trust me on this, you know, and just uh, let's it's, – it's either that, you know, like I said, it's either Jimmy and Delirious that they're going to love it or they're going to hate it, you know, and – Fortunately, for our sake, they, lo they only loved it, you know. And you and, lost. What's that? I said, and you lost, right? Did you lose? I lost, yeah. And, yeah. And, and you managed to, even though you lost, they still thought you were fighting valiantly, so they, they gave you credit for it, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fight of the yeah. night. Fight of the night. Um, yeah. yeah, that's but, a good um, example. Both of our careers came up after that. Exactly. So, yeah. And that's a good example of playing within the rules so you know which ones to break. And it was a risk, but it was a calculated risk because I, I, I knew you at that point. I mean, I got to know you a lot better after, but I knew you at that point. And to me, it was a, it was the smart play because I didn't, you know, I, I, people were just. And this is something I saw at the Ring of Honor tryouts. I went to, you know, I did probably twenty or thirty of them, going to participating and then coaching in them, and I'd see guys pay. Two, three hundred bucks. And it was always well worth it. I mean, we, we taught yeah. everybody a lot of stuff. Right. And they'd come in and hand you a, a D plus or a five out of ten. And it got to the point where one day I put my foot through the wall because I was so upset because I said, how come I'm already I already have a job here and I'm way more passionate about this than you are. Why aren't you guys fighting for a job right now? If you want mm -hmm. a job, it's here for you. They'll make yeah. one for you if you're good enough. Mm -hmm. But if you just, if, if they sit there and they tell you they're not hiring, why do you have to listen to that? They told me, look, they, Jim Cornette told me I'd, I wouldn't be wrestling in the company. And I love Jim as much as you do. Jim gave me my biggest break of my career, and he's been a friend to me even before I was in wrestling. But I wanted to prove him wrong, and I did. Mm -hmm. And there were plenty of people that were going to, you know, Maria's coming into the company, Bob. You're going to get let go. And I hung around for five more years, and I, mm -hmm. you know, made my mark. And, and I and in the in the whole process, I made my own job with the hangs with Bob stuff, the rest of the life stuff. That's it, it, it. If you take some chances, smart chances, not stupid chances. I don't want you jumping off buildings and stuff like that. Right. But right. Take intelligent, make in, take intelligent risk and say, how can I do it a little bit differently? Not so differently that people won't understand, but how can I do mm -hmm. it a little bit differently where I'll look like because I always tell the guys and you said something about. um they're not really doing a lot of, uh, well, you didn't say this, but I'm sure you'll agree with it, but they don't, they're not doing a lot of fundamental wrestling anymore and just basic chain wrestling. And I yeah. don't mean snatching a headlock on and then turning into a wrist lock and then snatching another headlock. That's not what I mean. I mean wrestling. But if you do that for a minute or two, and I tell the guys, the old, oldest guy in the room, 50-year-old white guy, is telling you can do any move you want, but do mm -hmm. the chain wrestling and the wrestling in the beginning so you have so much credibility 
that when you hit that 450 or you yeah. hit that that big move off the top that frog splash or you know whatever it is yeah. then the place will go bananas for you because you gotta have a foundation you out. have a foundation and you have mm -hmm. a ton of credibility as okay this guy can wrestle but now he can do this other cool stuff and wow he's he's like a star on tv but if you just do kind of if you rush through it and just give him the moves mm -hmm. the moves are a way to get to make to play off the moves are a way to express your emotion but you have to have the emotion too you can't just have yeah. moves because moves are just an action step into moves are moves are like action you know you always use you, you always hear about uh the fast and the furious is the biggest action picture in the world so much action so much action but yeah. action is about half of it the rest of right. it is them talking developing the characters doing all that there's plenty of movies that have way more action without the but, character and the personality and the emotion and the, the action doesn't mean anything and the charismatic people in it and people that you care about and that human mm -hmm. connection, it's not there. So yeah. that's that's one of the things that I, I see all the time is people aren't, and I say, establish your wrestling first or establish mm -hmm. your fighting first, whatever it is. Establish your story first. And that's where we yeah. get back to the business of the match, the money of the match. This yeah. is where, this is where this separates the men from the boys or the girls from the, or the, or the, or the women from the girls, you know, whatever yes. the, the adults from the kids. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that that's one of the common mistakes I see, but I think it all kind of goes right back around to what you were saying. There's a lot of sameness. How do we break that cycle? How, what are you doing at um, NYWC? What are you doing at your seminars? What are you doing to your virtual coaching? Again, the link is down bottom guys. Um, check out the, check out the virtual coaching $20 to watch a match money well spent. Um, he should be charging a hundred bucks. I'm going to tell, I'm going to yell at him about that later. But, um, but what I'm yeah. saying is, so how do you, what, how do you encourage them to break out of that? What, what do you use? Like, uh, do you, do you talk them through it? Do you give them suggestions? Do you say, I would do this instead of this? What do you think about this? What's your, what's your style? As far of as getting them out of the mold of just doing like, yeah. How do you, how do you break like them that? Out, how do you break them out of that without them get thrown up the defenses and getting all nervous and, and anxious about it? Well, I try to like, I do a lot of like uh, calling it in the ring and stuff like that. Sure. And I, I kind of put them in there and I kind of, uh, but I explain to them, you know what I mean? I don't want to just see just moves. I don't want to see you guys just, you know, go through the motions. Um, I want to see, um, you know, the intensity. I want to see the, the facial expressions, the body language. I want you guys to have fun and, and let, lo let loose a little bit, you know? I want to see the character. Um, and um, I want to see, I'm looking for like the little things. And, you know, if you do a hurricane run off the top rope, like that's not going to impress me. I don't care. You know what I mean? But there has to be a reason like why you're doing the moves, you know, kind of like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, but just to back up a little bit, like, would, would you want me to touch on like to get them out of like the bad habits? So saying? how do you, so if you see somebody kind of just, this is just a general statement. Like if you had advice for somebody, how do they break out of that? Uh, because if I'm a young guy or a girl, I'm going to hear these two, these two seasoned, handsome, ruggedly handsome veterans talking about, um, you know, how to break the, how to break the mold, how to break the chain, how to, how to break out. But the problem is, and, and, and I sense this too. And, and you know, I'm a human being. I, I, I understand psychology. You look around all your friends, but all my friends are doing it too, dad. Like all, all your friends are doing it. All the people around you are doing it. And they're basically doing kind of the same thing. How do you summon up the, lack of a better term the courage or the the audacity to break out of that like is it is it something where you just say look try this today and then try it tomorrow and see how it goes yeah. or because sometimes it's not going to work the first time and i've had mm -hmm. people push back on me and say but it didn't work and i go we well, didn't really do it the way i wanted you to do it try you know and the point is it's not doing what i want to do it's trying something different how do you get them to break out of that like I know you have them wrestle on the fly so they don't get into that habit in the first place. But what if you go to a, you, you go to a show, typical indie show, anywhere in the country, anywhere in Canada, anywhere in England, it's all the same to a degree. And you see a lot of sameness. And then at the end of the show, how would you get them? If Like if you were saying, hey, my last piece of advice is this. How would you tell them? How would you crystallize that? How would you tell them, hey, I want to, uh, this is how you break out of it. Is there something that you did that made you not, do a lot of the same stuff because i'm sure you had the same bad habits i did and everybody else did yeah and i think the biggest thing about that is because it's just what they see on tv you know and a lot of people right. 
they kind of work the same way in what they see on TV. Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of like how their friends work, you know, or their buddies work. Right. And they think that's just the right way, you know. But there is no wrong, I would say, in professional wrestling. Right. As long as it's safe, it makes sense, tells a story, you know, and you get the business of the match or what you're trying to get over. Um, I think that's the main thing. But I always try to say, you know, you can only see, if, if you see the same movie over and over and over again, eventually you just kind of blend in and it gets boring. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to just think outside the box, you know, and there's so many different flavors of ice cream, like what Dr. Like Dr. Tom would always preach. Some mm-hmm. like vanilla, some like strawberry, some like chocolate, you know, it's just different flavors, you know, but at the end of the day, it's all ice cream. But what I try to encourage with my students is to go out there and try different things. Just try stuff, you know what I mean? If it's bad, if it's rotten, it's the shits. I'll tell you, it's rotten, it's the shits, you know? Mm-hmm. Explain to them why. But then sometimes it's the opposite, too. And actually, it's, like, really good. And it's like, oh, I see, now it was different. You know, just how you grab the hold, you know what I mean? Or how you sold. Or, um, you know, um, uh, the, the way when you took a bump, how it was just in a safe manner. Like, it was just different, you know? And I encourage people to try stuff that's new. And, and to not try to fall into the trap of doing of the same thing over and over and over again. Because... I always tell them, you know, like, you, you have to, if you go up there and go to TV, you know, if you want to get signed and something like that, you got to bring something to the table. You got to show them something different, something that's marketable about you, you know? And, um, like, going back to just wrestling school and stuff like that, that's why I encourage people to um, call, like, call matches on the fly and doing things on the fly is because you're not doing so much paint by number when you're planning stuff out but you're able to kind of adapt and do the little things in pro, in pro wrestling that you're not always accustomed to doing, you know, whether it's right. just a certain way you move, you know, the way you sell, um, uh, a way to tell a story, you know? Um, and I just try not to like have them overthink so much and just try to keep things like very simple and mm-hmm. basic because I think that's also lost today, you know, is that, there's not enough just keeping things sim- simplicity. There's just doing too much, and it's almost overbearing and confusing, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I encourage them, like, you can't be like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like I said with the movie, I can only see the same movie, over, you know, so many times before I get bored. You know what I mean? Or you're just another, just another wrestler, you know? Mm-hmm. But you got to just do something that stands out. Like, for me, I... I, I, I I showed him a match on Buddy Rogers versus Pat O'Connor, right. you know, from uh, Chicago, Illinois, my last class. But I was explaining to them, and 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 it's the stuff that's a little bit lost today. But it's just how they even work a tie up, you know what I mean? On how it's like two bulls colliding, and just the way that the the, the movement, the footwork, you know, um, how, how they snatch the hold, and like it looks believable. You that know? spinning arm bar that Pat O'Connor does, I've never been able to master that. I still can't do it either, no. man. I told him, I was like, I want to be, I told the guys, I was like, I, I can't, I want to do this so bad, but I can't, the way he goes all the way around, yep. you yep. know what I mean? But I was like, um, doing something like that, that makes you kind of stick, stick, uh, uh, that almost make that, get you out of that circle. It's like, wow, that's something different. And then I use the example, I used to always call me kick the chair Mondo. Right. You know, I always try to do one little clever thing and one little something different that they haven't seen before, like getting heat on TJ Perkins' eyeball. You know yep. what I mean? Well, and, you're gonna bite it. You're gonna bite the eyeball. But that's that was my strategy to stand out in a company. Right, sure. That well, I thought everyone was kind of doing the same stuff. Well, and the thing I mean? is too, it's like with TJ and you know. I hope uh, I answered that question, by the way. You know? What's? Oh yeah, great. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the idea of standing out, and the thing is, it's like, okay, we can match TJ. You know, because TJ Ferguson is one of the fastest, best, high flyers and technical wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. So why would you match him spot, you know, move for move? Like if you're not sure, look, if you have this guy well scouted and in the end he's kind of beating you at every spot. Well, now why wouldn't you try to tear his eyeball out? You yeah. know, that's, that, that's the idea because you're desperate for a job. Like to me, it, it makes perfect sense, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I remember there was another time where it's like, um, you didn't say these words exactly, but I knew what you were doing. And I, and they said, Oh, Kevin Steen's over. He'll never, nobody will ever cheer for him being a heel, especially in Maryland. And you said, hold my beer. And they managed to cheer. They, they were cheering for you more than they were cheering for Kevin Steen in that match. Yeah. Now it might've gone away right after, but you managed to get him in that moment. And you said, 
watch me, I'll do it. And it was, it was probably the cockiest I ever saw you, but you kind of had to put yourself in that mood because Kevin was a very, I don't, I don't know if Kevin ever stepped into arrogance, but I know Kevin was cocky and believed very self-confident. And, right. and that's not a shot on Kevin. If you know, so don't no. go into to him saying I'm saying, but you almost had to kind of step into that same mindset because he was going to make you bring it because you were still improve it. You were still improve yourself mode. And yeah. I think that was one of the matches that really got a lot that I think you got a lot more respect in the locker room on that one. And then you did the, then you did the flash dance cell, which you and a couple other guys do at the end where you took his move and then you bent back like Shawshank oh. Redemption on the knees. And I've seen a couple of you guys do that. And, yeah. uh, you know, well, they can help. How, how can I sell this move and make it look like he killed me? You know right. what I mean? I was, I was just trying to just make him look his best. I and can. I've seen that. I've, and I don't know if you were the first guy to do that. You're the first guy I saw do that. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people, I've seen people do that after you. You know, what's funny and, is that I didn't think of that cell until the moment he picked me up on the shoulders and I was like, I'm going to sell it this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, it's just, I don't know. It just came to me. Cause somebody I mean? saw that. I saw, it was actually pretty recently, maybe in the last year or two, I saw, it was more of a, it, it was a, it was a young fella. I, I don't remember who it was, but it was, uh, mm -hmm. it was on a TV. It was one of the TV shows. It was, and yeah. it was good. He did it very well. Yeah, and I, and I and then I couldn't figure out if he learned it from you or you learned it from him. So I was, you know, but no. maybe you, maybe you guys came up with it separately. Hey, great minds think alike. It's not always yeah. we're not always stealing, you know. Absolutely, you know. So uh, old is new again. So but, exactly. Uh, now, one thing I did want to ask you because you know you're a little more accomplished nationally than I am. I'm happy to say that. I, I'm very happy for my friend doing well. Um, but now you're kind of back in journeyman stage again. And I've seen a lot of people, and, and I think you know how I feel about this, but I see a lot of people who are, you know, some people are saying, get out on the road, prove yourself. Don't worry about money right now. And other people are like, well, hey, pick your spots, quality over quantity, um, you know, get those paydays if you can. Um, what, where do you fall in that? Are you, are you one of these guys, and I know you love wrestling as much as I do, so... Yeah. But try to, you know, what, what do you suggest? So, so obviously your kids are kind of young right now and maybe they're yeah. not ready to go, but if they're ready to go to shows, are you going to, are you going to encourage them? You know, what, which way do you want to go? I don't want to, I don't want to put you in any direction. So you talk now. No, honestly, <laughs> man, um, I, I encourage, or I would encourage, well, I even have encouraged my students in mm -hmm. the past. Um, you got to get out there and you got to get experience. You got to work as much as you can everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, would it be nice to get paid? Absolutely. You should get paid, even if it's $10, $5. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think, um, I mean, if I was ever running a show, I, I know I, I would, even if it was $5, you know what I'm saying? I'd give something to every single person that I can. But I know a lot of times in a lot of places that, uh, that some just promoters don't do that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think it's all situational, and I think it's all based on the individual, you know? Mm -hmm. Some people can work for free and be okay financially you know what i mean whether they got a good job outside of wrestling or not some people kind of need those extra bones you know would it be always nice to get paid absolutely but i always encourage my students you got to get out there the good promotions the bad promotions you know what i mean um and just learn that's how you learn um because you just got to get that experience uh without that experience you're never going to grow you know um you got to get out there in front of people you know we can drill and we can do a bunch of stuff in, a, in an empty arena you know building um, all the time, but that's not really, te it's, it's teaching you, but it's not really teaching you how to work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you need that audience, you know, you need that organic feel. Um, when well, you need feedback, you need feedback from the audience as well, because mm -hmm. maybe your buddies are popping for some cool spot that you do in the gym. Yeah. But then when the people see it, they don't understand it. It might be cool. It might be clever. But yeah. it's really more for the boys than it is for the crowd. So how do you we need that organic feel, the realistic? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and so yeah, I'm 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 of the same mindset. I think I think money yeah. comes I think money comes later. Entrepreneurs mm. get paid last. And yeah, that's a, it's a tough pill to swallow for people who work a nine to five job or work. You know, I I, I don't work a nine to five job. I work a I work a commission job and a, and a courier job where I get paid for everything I touch. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd go back to an hourly ever again, just because of that model. But I get the fact that right now, 
it, and I'm in a much better financial position because I stopped gambling. That'll do it right away. That'll give yourself a raise right away. There you go. Um, yeah. Congrats I mean, on that, by the way, man. That's great. Thanks. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. coming up February be three years. It's uh, awesome. Yeah. So that's, you know, and we've all had, we've all had something in our lives that we had to deal with. So, Absolutely. and that's the, that's, that's one of the biggest issues. And then the fact that just COVID to me, was I was a medical courier, so I could work every day and my family was home. So there was really no reason for me to be sitting home all day. And that right. was also my social piece where I could talk to the nurses, talk to people at work. So I, I never really, and I never got COVID until way later. I got COVID like a couple months ago. So it's, Ugh. yeah, it's, it's, it's no fun. But the, yeah. the fact is that I was able to work a lot. So when I came back to wrestling, you know, you have a year off from wrestling and you work a lot. All of a sudden wrestling has a different, different spot in your life and i think you're going through that too where it's like all right now i'm gonna now let's see what wrestling for fun looks like and wrestling for fun pays as much as wrestling for a job does except i just like it more you know yeah. i charge the same amount and if i want to go i go and if i don't want to go i don't want to go and if somebody doesn't want to use me then they don't use me and that's okay i don't take it as personally um yeah, but i yeah but i think if you're young I think you have to either get a job that helps. What does Rip say? Get a job to finance your wrestling habit. Yeah. Um, or you have that's to. That's what I did for, for a long time in OVW. Yeah. I, I worked for free. You, you know? sure and, did. But, but I was a different stage of my life. You know what I mean? Than I am now. But, but that's how I learned. I mean, I, I, I was so hungry. I wanted to learn how to work. You know, I wanted to learn how right. to, get to I wanted to learn how to get to that next level to make money. You know, to make good money, real money, you know, exactly. and, um, and, and I was able to do that, you know, but if it wasn't for that foundation, you know, I wouldn't have been uh, over prepared to be in that situation that I was, you know, now I'm going to be almost 40. I treat, treat it differently. I treat it more like, you know, business now, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. Stage of my life. Um, I can't do it for free anymore. <laughs> you know what I no. mean? I just, I just uh, but that's, that's, I just know where I'm at in my life right now. You know what I mean? Sure. And the, the dues that I paid in the past and stuff like that. And I just, uh, just something I can't do, you know what I mean? But I just, it's all, that's why I say it's all uh, individually, you know, um, how you interpret it and stuff like that. Well, and I, and I think it also, you have to get creative with it too. Like back in the day when I would go to Ring of Honor, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I'd get up early before, you know, if we did the two day camp, I'd get up early and go to Walmart and shop the clearance aisle and try to, make money for, you know, buy stuff on clearance at Walmart and sell it on eBay when I got home. So I, you know, the guys would laugh because I'd have like, you know, 10 Star Wars lightsabers, toy lightsabers in the trunk. Yeah. And I'd say, yeah, but I'm making 15, 20 bucks a piece on them. And now I just paid for my gas and the hotel and everything, Smart. you know, and, and, yeah. and that's, you know, that's what we would do. Or I just travel with three or four. That's how I learned how to travel. I learned yeah. how to travel out of necessity. It wasn't, I wasn't trying to come up with some big plan. It's right. just, and then, the last time we, you know, it was me, uh, Tim Hughes and, and Congo, Wildman Congo, who has it. He's either watching or he's going to, he says, hey. Um, oh, but, Congo. Yeah. yeah. The man, he's walking Congo. again. Thank God. Goes home. Yeah, goes, home God, goes home on Friday. I like that guy. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, uh, and, and it's, the feeling is very mutual. But we would, mm -hmm. the last time we were there and, and Tim opened the fold-out couch and the dirtbag hotel and there's cereal falling out of the bottom and, Congo and I are trying to sleep on this bed that has a big cave in and some big spot in the middle of it, which we're not sure what it is. And it's like, yeah. you know what? I think we'll just spend an extra 10 bucks a piece and, and, and get a nicer hotel. And that, that was one of the things that uh, I tell everybody is just, you know, if you're going to, if you, if you're going to scrimp, scrimp on the food and scrimp yeah. on the gas, but mm -hmm. stay in a nicer hotel yeah. where you can get breakfast in the morning and stuff like that, because man, once you stay in a hotel that's halfway decent compared to a hotel that's just garbage and you realize it's like an eleven dollar difference for each for each guy, it's sure. like let's just do it, you know. So I, I, I certainly understand the value of a dollar. And there are times when I'll I'll fly myself in on points or something like that. There was a show in and it was funny because there were guys screaming about don't work for free. Well, I didn't work for free. I flew for free because it was yeah. a it was a very important show for a friend of mine in Colorado. So I wanted to go. And and then ended up being really good because the other promoter from Colorado showed up and we talked some business. Now I got paid for the show, but he said, I can't fly you in. Plane flights are just too crazy. And I said, well, I, I have some miles. I'll use them. I'll come see you. It, it's important for me to be there. And yeah. uh, it meant a lot for him to be there. And I ended up doing future business anyway. 
So yeah. be strategic if you're going to do that stuff. There's nothing wrong with going for yeah, free. Pick your spots. Pick your spots, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and be strategic about it, where if you do go for free, and I have a whole thing about it in that new podcast with the resume I just put up, mm -hmm. is every show you go to, don't just sit there and be one of the boys. Don't just sit there and be, uh, you know, ha, ha, ha with the boys. That's fine. You want to be sociable. You want to joke around. Don't take yourself too seriously. But you should also be asking questions of the promoter, of the, the people around him, of the boys. Yeah, make the most Wait, of your time. Absolutely. Right. Where do you mm -hmm. guys work? Where do you, what can I do for you guys? Can I get you guys booked in my area? Can we trade carloads? You know, who, what, who's, mm -hmm. if it's Saturday, who's, who's, who's close by on Friday that you guys wrestle for? Who runs on Sunday? Who runs on Monday? These are all mm -hmm. questions that you should be asking. Don't just, don't just go and, you know, try to find a date for that night. Go and try to, try to, you know, work the system a little bit and get, especially if you're not making money, because now you're yeah. thinking future business instead of current business and then have a, obviously have a good match that kicks ass. But that's, yeah, that's the one thing I see. I think people misconstrue the message of working for free and the message of getting paid. I, yeah. think, I think it's somewhere, I think it falls somewhere in the middle and it's all, it's all situational. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with people that work for free as well, because I think it's a myth that all yeah. oh, these guys, they come in and working for free and taking the spot, the paid spots. They're not. No, absolutely. Not. no. So, but I also yeah. think and, that and you never know, you might, you might do something that impresses the promoter. And then you got to, next time he comes in, you will know, bring you in again and we'll pay you, you know, so now you just got a steady booking that you're getting paid. You know what I mean? But you had to sacrifice a little bit on the front end. And, and I'm glad you brought, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm certainly, yeah. I'm glad you clarified that for our, our viewers here because yeah, I'm, I'm, that's certainly what I'm saying. I'm not saying get taken advantage of. And if you set up the ring five times on five shows and he puts, and he puts you in one battle Royal and throws you out second, that's not what we mean. No, you should be getting opportunities. And mostly independent wrestling is, you know, you yeah. set up the ring one show and then two shows later, you're the tag champs. <laughs> that's, yeah. usually, that's usually yeah. how independent wrestling works, but you right. know, you can, you can become a friend real quick, yeah. um, but you have to do the work. And I think a lot of it is the travel. And I think a lot of it is sacrificing sometimes some work hours and things like that. That's why sure. this gig economy really helps us here because you could always fill in the gaps with driving Lyft, uh, doing food delivery, Uber eats, that kind of stuff. And that'll help kind of fill in the gap of maybe some of the work you missed. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's the best time for that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. that'll help, you know, if you need an extra 50, 75 bucks to pay for your travel or pay for yeah. your day off. So yeah. Mondo versus and, and I, I know you're real smart about this too, is that um, uh, just being able to market yourself, you know yes. what I mean? Um, you might go in and work, you know, Sometimes I'll go in for a lower rate, mm -hmm. and I know I'm going to make it up on the gimmick sales and, and you know, the, the pictures and the T-shirts and the merchandise, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I know you're really good at that. You know, you always think, you always know how to ways, like, to make, to make like, a, you know, a little bit of money and stuff like that. Well, um, and the, and the fact, and I the encourage that too, you know? And the fact What's is, that? too, and the fact is, too, that you're a guy that has to... You're a, you're a star, you're a former world tag team champion. You were part of mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest, you know, top whatever 50 factions in WWE history, all that good stuff. But mm -hmm. you're still a guy who has to go and improve himself. And people don't realize the coaching, the coaching credentials that you have. So when you go in and you watch and you give people advice, that's yeah. when you win people over. I've, I've gotten 50, 100 bookings from going to shows for like you said a little bit lower rate or yeah you know not much ex expectations coming in and just winning over the entire locker room yeah. and not by being overbearing but just saying hey can i you know what did i can i tell you what i saw and and now our reputations kind of speak for ourselves so that's a question we don't really have to put we don't have to push ourselves on people people are usually very receptive to the message or coming to us anyway so yeah. it's it's easy but i used to hear about ron simmons now ron simmons is isn't I love Ron Simmons, but Ron Simmons wasn't one of the guys that when you hear about coaching, Ron Simmons isn't always the first name that pops into your head, mm. but Ron Simmons will see different things than we will see. And Ron Simmons, if you ever, I don't know why I keep saying his name, but when Ron goes to a show, he will sit and watch every single match. Yeah. And it's absolutely. up to you. Now, sometimes he'll pull you, you know, grab your pant leg and say, Hey, come over here. I'll tell you something, but it's up to you to walk over and say, what did you see? And, and, yeah. and, I've seen Ron, and Ron is, has a very good eye, very good eye for seeing things, very observant, different things yeah. than we we would see. He likes the fighting more than, 
you know, obviously he likes the athleticism and the, and, and laying it in and the intensity because that's who he was right. and that's what he's going to reward. But he sees different things than we would see. Maybe we, maybe we get into some of the intricacies, but Ron sees the big picture. Yeah. You know, what true. is that what you guys wanted to accomplish out there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did it. Okay. I'd give it, you know, he said, yeah, you could have done it better here. Try this next time. And he'll say one great thing. And then, you know, it'll, it'll turn the whole thing around, you know, but, and he's always been very encouraging of, you know, Ron was one of the guys that kept me in wrestling when I wanted to quit. He said, you still oh, have stuff, awesome. you know, and I yeah. met the man three times. So oh, it wasn't awesome. even, you know, but, and that's the spirit that, and when I looked and I said, that's the guy I want to be someday. And I think yeah. I am that guy now, but it took me a while to get there. Yeah, um, Absolutely. You know, yeah. that's, that's yeah. who I want to be. That's, and I'm sure that's what you're striving for too, is leave a positive legacy, but we can't do that if we just sit at home. Now, obviously, we no. can do the virtual stuff. We can do this stuff. But we really are kind of hands-on as well. So, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm a big proponent of that, too, on the show. You know, but you got to take initiative, you know what I mean, um, to actually go to the person and actually ask them, you know, uh, for advice and stuff like that. Have them watch a match. You know, I usually always do that on shows. Um, I'll go to one person, though. One person that I trust, you get the, the you know what I mean. If I notice you're in the locker room, boom, that brutal beat. That's my guy. You know, someone that mm -hmm. I trust. That's gonna get has the experience. You know, you've been doing this with me longer than me. You know what I mean. So I know I can. I'm gonna get some positive feedback, and I'm gonna become better from it because you know I uh, made that decision. So yeah, man, that's good though. But yeah, always be very observant on the shows for sure. And what do you do? You try to watch uh, when you're at a show and you're booked to work. Um. And, you know, you're doing a little seminar or something. So you do the seminar before. Do you do you try to watch all the matches at night? I do. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm like that all the time, though. I always watch the matches. Right. You know, just because um, if, I'm on, if I'm on the card, I want to see what everyone's doing. So mm -hmm. I don't repeat the same thing that the other guys are doing. Right. And I'm also observing the crowd. Uh, I'm, I'm observing to see what type of crowd I'm working in front of. Um, are they, are they buying wrestling tonight? Are they buying comedy? Are they buying violence? Um, is it, um, you know, um, can I grab an arm and sit there with it? And you know what I mean? And, and just because they'll, you know, come right up, you know, uh, right away, you know what I mean? Or I got to work a little harder and do think, twist things and make, and do things, you know, I'm observing everything, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I, but I watch the matches all, all the time too, you know, and, just because, like, I just enjoy watching wrestling and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I'm very uh, very key on watching the matches uh, whenever I go to shows, definitely. Yeah, I get I get a little – I get – and I'm this isn't like a, 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 a not, I'm not uh, dogging anyone here, but it, it's yeah. kind of funny how I'll sit there and I'll watch them. And I've probably seen more wrestling than anyone in that room, and I'm probably the biggest fan, or at least the yeah. fan that has the most – experience as a fan too and yeah. i'm watching them and they'll and they go well why are you watching the matches so intently i go because i'm a fan of wrestling don't you want to see what and plus i'm not here i'm not in oak like i had a real i was in a really good position where the first show i ever did in oklahoma i was doing a commentary gig yeah and i got to see this tournament with some of the best independent guys in oklahoma and i didn't know any of them and i walked up and i said hey man i didn't know what the kind of show this was going to be when i don't know people it kind of freaks me out now because I kind of know at least a few people in every locker room I'm in. I didn't know. I knew one person and I didn't, he was a little late to the show. So I didn't see him till later. Uh, and then I'm watching all this good talent and I'm like, wow, this is a lot of good talent. You know, I was excited about it. I said, and I walked to the locker room and I apologized to the locker room. I said, I'm sorry. I haven't heard about you guys. I didn't know what to expect. I kind of didn't expect it to go as well as it did. And it did. It went fantastic. You guys all did a great job. And, and, and they thought that was the damnedest thing of somebody apologizing for something that they didn't even know I, I was even in trouble for. Yeah, but I yeah. figured I kind of owed it to him because, you know, hey, you see some. And, and then, you know, later on, I, I saw the good and bad of, of Oklahoma wrestling like everything else. That was kind of like an all-star game. So you go yeah. again and you kind of see the, in the unevenness of independent wrestling, which is fine. Oh, somebody's right, right. corroborating my story down there. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> but it's... Uh, you know, but I got to meet big Sam Stackhouse, who's really making some big, uh, you know, big uh, movements in the business. And he's really, you know, he's moving and shaking. Big guy who can do some really cool stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but then he walked up to me. He came to one of my Iron Week matches with Barrett Brown. And he said, hey, you'll be, you'll be proud of me because I'm doing half the stuff. You, you know, you said do half the stuff you've done before. And I said, 
yeah, now the idea is to do half of half the stuff you've done before now too, because sure. he's such yeah. a big he's such a big dude and he can surprise people with all his stuff. But I can understand that you get excited about that and you wanna and you wanna do as much of it as possible. But him doing one cool spin kick because this is a four hundred pound guy, this is a big guy. So yeah. him doing a spin kick or a moonsault or one of those things, something really high flying, do right. one a do one a match if any, you yeah. know, and tease the rest. Mm -hmm. So, but I got yeah, to meet Sam. I got to meet some really, you know, Wesley Crane, Tommy Dean. Some of these are like real talented dudes out of Oklahoma. It's a nice scene they got there, Mike. And they kind of bleed over into Texas. So I, you know, they kind of know some of my Texas people. So, and oh, cool. I had never even been to Texas until like five years ago. And, yeah, I got yeah, to meet, yeah. and I got to meet Sir Mo and, you know, it's like all these cool people in wrestling. You know, if I didn't start traveling for wrestling, if I didn't go to that OBW camp, you and I would have never become buddies or it would have taken yeah, us longer. We kind of just vibe and hit it off right away. You know? Yeah, because uh, I just started. I, uh, you and I, I, I brought up uh, Pat. I brought up Pat Buck, and that yep. was what you and I had a common thing over. You know, and then you didn't even know I, I had any experience or anything because we didn't know each other. And then mm -hmm. Jim kind of Jim Cornette singles me out, and you're like, I, you know, I didn't know why they singled you out. And then because Jim kind because I paid for the tryout. Cause I just wanted oh, to go. I remember and, Jim going, Bob, what are you doing sitting in the crowd? Get up here with the right. trainer guys here. You know what I mean? Right. And but then I just, I just took yeah, the classes. Yeah, yeah. With the, I just took the classes with everybody else because you guys didn't know me. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. anything to you, you know, not that you were mean to me. You guys were all very nice. And I got to meet Nick Dinsmore, Eugene, which was great. Nick's become a good friend and, you know, and then, I, but I was, my point was I was 37 years old and I wasn't afraid to just try out again. I never was, you know, and even at 50, How like, old were you then? 37 i'm 50 now so wow, yeah we, we old we time old. flies i'm gonna be 40 in march bro oh <laughs> you were, last time i last time i saw Rizzle you 30, now. last time i saw you, you were 39 uh, <laughs> but and, and but the thing is we're I, i'm going i got some national stuff coming up we're, we're gonna go to nwa and there's nothing promised there That's we're great, gonna go to nwa in december and we're just gonna show up and i i showed up the other i, I showed up last month on my way to do my iron week match in chattanooga but i we, we flew into nashville and the sky studios where they record is 14 minutes away i knew 57 out of the 70 people i saw that day wow so it's like and and they were all like how come you're not here you yeah. know don't get me wrong it wasn't the office wasn't saying that but right right and then and then and then i told pat kenny who who was the booker i said yeah I'm, i can't work tonight he's like you're the first guy that's walked up and and shook my hand and said you can't wrestle tonight and I, <laughs> he said you're over with me just for that and i said well because I, I wrestled pat when he was simon diamond 100 years ago but oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. now I'm, and now i'm gonna go into me and tim but just we just booked our flights we're paying for our own flights we actually use points but um mm -hmm. but we're gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna fly ourselves down and we're gonna put ourselves up in a hotel make ourselves available and try to offer up what tough guy ain't can offer nwa and and do what we can do and that's that's all we can do man it, it, i'm not afraid to chase it i've never been afraid to chase the work um yeah. i won't chase forever if the girl doesn't yeah. want to go out with me i won't keep asking her out but yeah 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 you know no, but you got to try and you got to make yourself available you got to put yourself out there you know what i'm saying so um like like you said with the, the girl example you know what i'm saying you got You'll never get the girl unless you don't try, <laughs> you know? Right. And, it, you know, um, and, and, and there are cute stories of the girl turning it down once or twice. And then she says, yes, but they're also stalking laws and things like that. So we don't want to yeah. go too far with that. Also, you know? be, be, be persistent, but not annoying. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing. Like, you know, they'll, they'll definitely let you know. You and I have had plenty of examples of that where they've, they've told us, you know, hey, too much is too much. And, and we have put, you and I have both had. I'm sure we can point to plenty of examples where we've pushed too far because we've always, Oh yeah. We, we, you know, cause you and I are never afraid to ask. That's the thing. No, and sometimes we go too far, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we, you know, but I guess that's why I get a little confused by people that are like, well, I don't want to send a message. I'm afraid I'll get heat. And I'm like, well, if you send one message and get heat, then you have a horrible reputation and they are totally not wanting to talk to you. I said, exactly. And even mm -hmm. if you follow up, like, the old saying, the fortune is in the follow-up. You have to follow yeah. up. Sweet because, Bill gets the oil. Yeah. Well, and the thing is like this, and I forget what the, you know, it's the, you know, most, you know, half the people make the first, the first call. One or 5% of the people make the second call and less than 1% of people make that third call. Yeah. And sometimes that's it takes right. three or four calls to get that sale. And that's all mm -hmm. you're doing is selling yourself. This is all sales. 
Yeah. You know, that marketing is, is just letting people know that you have a cool thing that they need to look at and consider buying. That's all marketing right. is. So, right, right. and that's the thing. So before, as I kick you loose here, I don't want to take up your whole time. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. We'll do it again. We'll do yeah, a part two. Really um, yeah, you, you, you did awesome. I think, I think you guys know just from this hour that I've spent with Mike that he definitely knows his stuff. He is giving, a, he might as well give it away. I'm mad at him. I'm going to scream at him and make him raise his prices soon. So you better get in now. But yeah. 20 bucks to watch your match. And he watches it three times. So at the time, by the time he's done, he probably makes 50 cents an hour doing this. But um, yeah. so I'm, I'm definitely going to scream at him about that. But not today. Down bottom, you can, you can go. You can email him. Set up. A, I'm, I'm assuming it's setting up an appointment or sending you a, a, a message and just letting you know they're, you're, they're, they have a match and they can YouTube it over to you or send the file over to you and you can watch it and then you get back to them and all that. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can email me uh, at the Mike Mondo at gmail.com. Yep. Or you can D, uh, DM me on Twitter, uh, the Mike Mondo, or here we are on Facebook. And all that. And, and I, and I did put that information down bottom. So it's there in the description. If you guys forget. Okay. Um, and, and, and it's on, I know it's on your page as well. It's on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but have him watch your match. He'll, uh, yeah. and also I've, I've, I've put it up and he's put it up. We hit, he has some real nice testimonials from people, um, legitimate, legitimate testimonials. I, I, Mike and I aren't smart enough to fake our own testimonials. So, um, yeah. I'm, I, was, no. <laughs> I know, I know <laughs> if Mike faked his cause the spelling would be horrible. So he messes up his, <laughs> he messes up his two, two and twos all the time. So as a son of a, as a son Mike, of a very prominent English teacher, people call me out on that shit all the time. Well, <laughs> you know what it is? I, I'm the son of a very prominent English teacher. So it's, it, yeah. it's been drilled into me since at, at a very young age and he still does it. He's 78 years old and he still beats me over the head with great. He hates me. He hates when I use ain't. He hates when I use, you're using all this. He calls it social media, like short, shorthand. He hates it. He hates it all. <laughs> so, um, but please, this man is offering himself up, himself up to you, his knowledge up to you for uh, uh, pennies. So please, uh, you know, don't take advantage of this. Cause I legit am good. The next message I'm going to send him is raise your prices. So in fact, I don't have to now raise your prices. We'll, um, talk. we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we'll do that. We'll do that later. Maybe that'll be another podcast. That'll be for the VIPs and the rest of the Yeah, there so. we go. And, and here, I'm available here uh, at Brutal Bob Evans. I'm doing coaching calls as well. I'm doing, uh, I, I'll let Mike watch your matches. I'm not a, that's more his thing than mine. Um, but if you want career guidance with you, give me, uh, we'll set up a call. Um, I charge by the hour. It's more than Mike. But I, what I do is my thing. What Mike does is his thing. And pretty soon, Mike's going to charge more, too. I told you that. I've warned you like six times about that, guys. Also, the wrestlelife.com, 14-day free trial. Go on there. Click the banner. There's absolutely zero. Uh, I, I don't. I, you put your credit card in, but it doesn't get charged until f the 15th day. So go in there. Mix it up. Let me know what you think about it. Lots of cool classes in there. Lots of cool stuff. Um, Tons of content available, tons of classes. Maybe we'll even have Mike on one of these days as a guest coach and uh, all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, Mike, I'm going to let you go here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. I love you. I appreciate you. And please, uh, let's do this again sometime. Absolutely, man. Love you too, bro. Thanks for having right, me. Man. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys. Guys, one of the biggest things I hear from wrestlers and people who travel on the road a lot is, where can I get a good workout in? Where can I get a shower, a massage, a tan, all that good stuff for a really, really great price? And uh, I have not seen a better place than Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness has over 2,000 locations, and you can get a black card for about $22.99 a month, and that will allow you to bring in a guest. It'll allow you to get 50% off all the beverages and drinks. It'll give you unlimited access to every gym in Planet Fitness's world, and you'll get massage beds, you'll get massage chairs, you'll get free tanning, you'll get showers, soap, uh, and great workout equipment, and a great place to freshen up and when you're on the road and get a good workout in. So go to therestoflife.com, click on the banner for Planet Fitness and become one of our referrals. We, every time you uh, sign up for Planet Fitness, we get a little piece of that and it helps keep the podcast going, helps keep the community going. 
and it gives you a tremendous value. We always talk about value here at TheWrestleLife.com, and it gives you tremendous value. So check it out. Go to TheWrestleLife.com, click on the Planet Fitness banner, sign up, and you won't be disappointed. Thanks. Hey guys, I don't know about you, but this gas stuff is really driving me crazy. I mean, looks like it's going to be $5 a gallon before we know it. And uh, trying to figure out ways to fight that, especially with all the wrestling road trips we do. I get on you guys for doing the drives, things like that. And also the courier business. I do probably 2,000 miles, sometimes 3,000 miles a week. And it really, really adds up. So what I'm going to propose to you is a little app called Upside. It used to be called Get Upside, now it's called Upside, where they give you cash back on gas up to 25 cents a gallon. All you have to do is put your information in, you go pay at the pump, you check in, and they give you cash back on gas. Now you can use that to put in your bank account, your PayPal account, or you can get a bunch of different gift cards from different stores and restaurants around the country. It is legit it is real and right now they're giving back a little extra for people who listen to my podcast just go to cashbackongas.net that's cashbackongas.net that will automatically send you to our referral code and you will help the podcast you will help yourself and you'll get a little bit on gas look it doesn't it adds up like i said before it's not going to be something where you're going to get everything back but it certainly does add up so cashbackongas.net, check it out, sign up, check in, and get cash back on all kinds of restaurants, gas, and convenience stores around the country. Thank you.